With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Today we have uh, a guest, uh, Mike Lee. He is the author of Untrain, which is optimized your mind through mindfulness uh, for sports, business, and life. Um, I'm, I'm proud to have Mike here. Um, he is a Wisconsinite, but now he's living in California, living the dream. Um, and we look forward to talking to him today about basketball, his basketball journey, and really talking about mindfulness. I'm excited to talk about mindfulness because I use mindfulness in the classroom. It's a big thing that is happening all across the country and the world about how we utilize mindfulness, not only as a basketball coach, but as, as, as people. And it'll be a great uh, discussion that we're going to have today. So Mike, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So uh, first off, uh, for listeners, could you give a little bit of background about your basketball journey? I know you've done a lot with the game and so forth and kind of overview of what, you, what you've done and where you've gone with the game of basketball. Obviously, I played middle school, high school, a little bit in college. And the job that I'm doing right now really – stemmed from a single camp that I started after my sophomore year in high school in my hometown. We just, it was me and a couple of buddies that uh, I think John Wilcom that you had yep. on your show earlier. Yep. We just wanted to run a camp because they thought it'd be fun. And so we organized a camp after my sophomore year in college. First camp we ever did a hundred kids showed up by the third year. There was 300 there. And it just kind of kept growing. We expanded it into some other cities. I started an AAU program called Wisconsin Playmakers. I'm no longer involved in that. But that was a huge piece of what we did when we first started as well. The first uh, class of kids that came through were probably the biggest name. Uh, was Paul Jesperson. He played at Virginia University of Northern Iowa. He was shot in the tournament a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid named Matt Thomas played at Iowa State. He's now yep. playing. Uh, he played in that club. Those are some of the first kids that, that were in it when I started. 
so it just, and it just grew from there. I grew from working with middle school kids, to high school kids, college players, pro players, uh, and, and running camps all across the world, really. I've run camps in, I think, 25 different states in Barcelona to Indonesia, uh, New York to LA, all over the place. And it's just been a journey. Awesome. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on Drive and Thrive 3 and what you've done with that a little bit? Drive is has been kind of defunct. Uh, that has, has faded out uh, when okay. I left and started spending more time in Los Angeles. Right. That was a nonprofit for inner city at-risk kids to provide them with professional level basketball training, strength, conditioning, tutoring, mentoring, life skills, yoga, mindfulness. Yep. They needed to achieve their dreams. We were going to provide for them. And we did. We ran some unbelievable events that provided a ton of value for some of the kids in the Milwaukee area. But when I decided to, for personal reasons, take off and spend more time in Los Angeles, that kind of faded out, but at risk inner city kids for whatever reason, and we'll probably get into it more a little bit later. I didn't really realize it until I uh, had left and went through some of my own stuff, but they will always have a, a place in my heart. I'm still doing some things in LA, going in and speaking to some charter schools that have a lot of at risk kids, speak yep. out mindfulness, meditation, leadership. So I'm still involved in that way in a little bit, uh, but it is uh, no longer really around and up and running. Okay. Um, Thrive 3 is essentially an extension or the continuation of what Wisconsin Playmakers was. Right. We started that. It was, you know, we essentially wanted to build a college-level AAU program where guys were getting access to elite-level skill, skill development, but also the team aspect of the game and the exposure they needed to play at the highest levels that they possibly could play at. Uh, and that's really just been an extension of that. The, it went from playmakers basketball to Mike Lee basketball, which was when we kind of branched off and we were only running camps and training and then started a facility in Milwaukee. We have a dedicated uh, training facility in Milwaukee that Luke Meyer runs right now. He is in charge of working out all, a lot of pro guys that play overseas, college guys. Uh, high-level high school players in the Milwaukee area. But you also work with coaches too, right? Coaches Academy as well. I mean, it goes above and beyond players, correct? Yeah, we do. We usually run a Coaches Academy every year, uh, once a year in Milwaukee. We have actually done it in Milwaukee and Chicago. Uh, that is, you know, that's another aspect of what we do as well, yes. And then uh, I looked on uh, the blueprint. Is that still available for coaches to be able to get access to? Yeah, it is. Um, you can get it on our website. Yeah, because we'll, we have show notes, Mike. And so what we'll do is we'll put that link for show notes for people to get access to that. That would be a, a really great opportunity for coaches, for people that are um, looking for ways to develop their players. And as coaches, that would be an awesome opportunity for them to see. Yeah, for sure. We can get, get them access to that for sure. Awesome. The, yeah, the blueprint is essentially – I, a few years ago, I kind of got obsessed with documenting everything that we were yeah. doing. And I put together this book that we called The Blueprint because it's the blueprint of what we were doing, what we were teaching, and put it together into a, into a manual for coaches and players to, as a resource to work on their game. 
so, and we originally were selling it and now we're just kind of giving it away for free. That's awesome. So you guys can all have access to that. That's uh, great. Some value from that. So, you know, it, what's interesting and what I love about your book is that you look at a different perspective with, with beyond sports and business and life, this whole, it really is a big thing in everything in the business world and sports world. And, you know, me as an educator is this mindfulness. So, you know, uh, coach Collins and I, we, we, we do a lot of shows together and so forth. We talk about the why. So what was the purpose of, and the why behind your book that you uh, decided to construct the book that you did write um, on train? That's a multifaceted answer. <laughs> um, really, the, the initial aspect of it was one thing that we realized about five or six years ago was that in today's game, everybody's working on. Well, let me back up. Let me back up here for a second. Back in the 80s, mm -hmm. Nobody lifted weights in the basketball world. Right. Everybody thought that was for Olympic athletes. That or was football players. Or, yep. It's going to mess up your shot. Yep. It's going to bulk you up too much. It's going to slow you down. And then the Bulls kept getting beat by the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Michael Jordan kept getting worn down by Joe Dumars. And he knew that if him and the Bulls were going to get over this wall that they kept running up against every single year he needed to make a change he needed to shift something and so he hired tim grover and he started to lift and then some more of the bulls players started to lift and that's what became uh, known as the breakfast club they used to uh, work out and lift in the mornings and obviously that gave jordan and the bulls a huge advantage for several years before other guys like carl malone and and, and some other players in the nba started to lift now that's the required price of admission to compete at a high level, unless you are a freak athlete, you know, but 99.9% .9 of the players out there to compete at their highest level, to play at their, their maximum potential, their body has to be in alignment with their skill level. So players are working on their skills and players are working on their body. What's going to separate you? And that's your mind. And when you look at it, you look at, there's a lot of players that, have the skills, they have the athleticism, but they don't make it as far as they, they could. They don't maximize the potential because they don't have the mental ability to perform in pressure situations, to handle the stress of the game, to be able to sustain focus. So that was why we started implementing that those programs and teaching meditation and teaching mindfulness and all our was because that was that's what's going to give players an edge and some people are picking up on it everything's a trickle-down effect there's multiple guys in the nba that are, are meditating now and practicing mindfulness i know one of the major apps out there called headspace uh, which you can put in the show notes it has a partnership with the nba okay uh, but you know the one the best way that i can describe the actual results of it are when you watch kobe bryant play yep kobe played from these two seemingly opposite extremes, two seemingly opposite uh, states of mind. And, and when you watch Kobe play, Kobe always played relaxed, but Kobe always played alert. Yeah, if you read, if you read the book Black Mamba, 
the yeah. his book, you you get that inside of those two worlds. You yeah. see the you see the the if you watch Kobe play, you see him play on the court. If you read that book, you kind of align both of those two worlds together. I totally agree with you. Right. And so nobody ever sped him up. When you watch Kobe play, nobody made him do things that he didn't want to do on the court. Even Bruce Bowen, you know, who was all up in him in every playoff series, couldn't really force him to do things that he didn't want to do. And that's because no matter what was going on around him, the fans or the distractions or the pressure, he always had a place to come back to within himself where he could get grounded and focus on the things that he needed to to get the results that he wanted or at least put him in the position to focus on the process to get those results and go figure Kobe meditated like every day for 20 years. So that's, that's where I think a super practical example of the results uh, show up. But as far as what we have implemented, really it's, it's just implementing, teaching these kids a practice introducing it to them so that they can take it on their own if they want to. And for some, some of the guys that have been serious about it, uh, they've seen amazing results with the consistency of it. It's, it is the edge. It is the thing that gives them the separation and it's a subtle thing, but when you play at the highest level, every degree of separation is subtle. It is. Um, so in, in essence, why do you think it's important to basketball coaches? You know, you kind of talk about players, but how can mindfulness be a good way for coaches, um, for coaches in a sense? I mean, I have some ideas, but I'd like to hear some of your, your thoughts on why it's important to implement mindfulness in a coaches uh, daily or weekly practices. One of my core beliefs is that a team or a business or a school, whatever it is, is a direct reflection of their leader. Right. Direct reflection of their coach. Well, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. But before you, uh, before you hit pause, before you stop, we would love if you'd go over and leave a review, um, a five-star one. It doesn't matter where you're listening to this, if it's Stitcher, if it's iTunes, if it's Acast, if it's Spotify, wherever it is, we would love a review if you could do that for us. Also, we would love if you went over and wanted to become a better coach, wanted to join our community. Um, we are here to help you through this great thing called coaching, which has a lot of obstacles in it. But teachhoops is uh, teachhoops.com is here to help. So go over and check that out, and we'll uh, we'll become uh, we'll become comrades in in uh, our coaching uh, journey. So go over and check it out. All right, back to the podcast. So, in a super, I'll tell you a short story. Okay. Back when I was running Wisconsin Playmakers, there was this kid by the name of Tommy Gaston that was playing for Adams Friendship. And he was a, I think he was a nationally uh, ranked player at the time. He was a sophomore in high school. And I really wanted this kid to play in our program. Right. The coach for Adams Friendship at that time was a guy named Steve Kloss. And he yep. just got he used to run the one through ones. Master of the one through one. And I'd never met him before. I'm this 23-year-old kid that is trying to get in touch with this coach who at that time they were going to state. I, I think they have been to state multiple times. Yep. Very and good he, teams. And he is a – if you, when you watch him coach, he's super intense, yep. super animated. Uh, and I was at this game at Wisconsin Dells watching him from the sidelines and in my mind thinking about 
I got to go talk to this guy after the game. Number one, at that time, like pretty much every, not every, but a lot of high school coaches had a, uh, a lot of, I don't know what the right word is, resistance to what was going on in the AU world, right. especially in the smaller schools. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I got to go talk to this guy after the game. This guy is like probably going to, you know, the, and they lost. Yeah. So I got to go talk to this guy after the game. This guy's super intense. He's not going to want to talk to me. And I'm like, I got all this anxiety about going and talking. And I didn't even know what that word was at the time, but going to talk to this coach after the game. And I go down to the locker room, waiting for him after the game. And he's like the last guy to walk out of the locker room. And I stopped him. I went up to him and I said, Hey coach, my name is Mike Lee. And he was the nicest guy in the world. He wanted to help. He wanted to, uh, he wanted to help me out. He wanted to help Tommy out with the situation he was in and get get him involved in our program. And it was the complete opposite of what I had expected. And so obviously we play different roles. You play a different role as a teacher than you do as when you're playing with your children, than when you are coaching basketball, than when you're on the show, we all play different roles. Right. Well, the biggest way that, that players learn is through modeling. We, we are hardwired to learn through modeling. There's certain cells in our brain that are called mirror neurons. And that's, that's how we used to learn before we had communication. We observe people and then we just try to imitate their behavior, whether that was, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to David Cooks, and he talks about that kids want to be coached. As much as you know, you want them to do everything on their own. They, they, and end of the day, they still want to be coached. Yeah, hundred percent, especially the good ones. Yep. So the reason I bring that up is for coaches. If you want the, if you want, if you want your team. If you want the people that you're leading to be a reflection of you, you have to have the self-awareness of who you actually are. What is your behavior modeling for them? I mean, it's, it's like a classic example is there's nine seconds left in the game. You're down by one, you're in a timeout and the coach is drawing up a play uh, in the huddle and he's super intense. He's all nervous. And he's the player. You can't tell me that that there's a transference of energy from that coach to the players. And I think there's, there's a reflection on how those guys go out and perform based on how you are showing up uh, in the huddle. And so essentially going back to the, the mirror neuron thing, I think it's one of the most uh, it's one of the most effective ways to get people to buy in is, being aware of what you're modeling and and getting people to buy into that. So from a coaching standpoint, it's like, what behaviors do you, and this is goes back to the whole, you know, lead by example and, um, you know, being a role model aspect. And this is why, because science, science backs it up, but you have to be who you want your players to become. And if you're not aware of who you actually are and the behaviors that you're exhibiting and how those are affecting your performance, uh, that could be a huge barrier to achieving what you want, achieving individuals' potential on the team, and achieving uh, the success as a collective. You know, a couple uh, early in November, we did a, I did a podcast about the importance of being authentic, 
and that kind of goes with that whole that whole thing of mindfulness is the awareness of being authentic and who you really are i think that you touch on on that a lot just by what you talked about today so that's that's really great um yeah before we even go any further since most of the people that are listening to this probably don't have a ton of experience with uh, mindfulness or maybe it's something really yeah. Because it took me a while to really figure this out. I knew the, the experiential benefits of it, but I didn't know how to really communicate it to somebody through language. And so the way I've defined it is, for those of you guys who are listening, mindfulness is the skill or the ability to be aware of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions in the present moment. Meditation is the exercise. It's all it really is. It's an exercise to train your brain to cultivate the awareness of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And then the second layer of that is really what is the power of mindfulness, and that is, is accessing or building a foundation for emotional intelligence. <laughs> Excuse me. And that, that is creating the awareness of what is driving our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, and then being able to take action, make choices that are in alignment with our values, and using emotions in a strategic way to cultivate states that are going to help us perform at our highest level states like gratitude states like for actions like forgiveness i know these are like super kind of woo woo things but they're right. super practical for the uh for performance for sure um so then i kind of just i there are some key points in in your book and i kind of yeah. wanted you to elaborate a little bit with basketball coaching uh part one shift to controlling what you can control um i think that's really important in the, in the means of, of a basketball coach i think there's i feel like we think as coaches we can control everything but we ultimately can't control everything and you know what what are things that you think uh for, for coaches or even players are the things that they can control and be mindful of and in that sense well the reality is like we just we control the process we sort control certain aspects of the process we control the work it's one of the only variables that we actually do have control over this probably this isn't even in the book but i i would since obviously this podcast is geared towards basketball coaches and we're talking about control I would say the one of the biggest barriers for your players to be able to play in a mindful state is your need to control every single action out on the floor. If you watch the best coaches, they're not controlling what is going out on the floor. They're putting their kids in a position where they can play to their instincts. Okay. The control aspect is what you are doing in practice, focusing on developing those you know, skills so that when they get in the game, they can let go of focusing on the results because bottom line is the the great plays that you see on sports center the mm -hmm. uh the great plays that you see in the state tournament the plays that guys make in the ncaa tournament the and even the fundamental plays that are made during a game they all come from a place beyond the mind it's not something the players are thinking about in the moment and as soon as you make players think about something that's when the mistakes happen they don't mistakes don't rarely happen when players are truly 100 percent present and in the moment when they are completely locked in they make mistakes when they're thinking and so when you're on the sideline trying to control every single aspect of the game 
all you're doing is speeding up their mind to be thinking about things that they can't actually even control in the moment anyways. Right, like they're overstimulating, getting confused at, at points of the game. Absolutely, 100%, 100%. So going back to controlling what you control as a coach, like you can control the preparation, you control the process through which you prepare. And when you focus on that more, I always say that teaching or, teaching or practices the – if you're comparing it to school, practice is a homework and the games are the exam. Right. If you're trying to write an essay during an exam or take a math test and you got your teacher, you know, over your right shoulder telling you what to do or you're trying to write, you're not going to come up with your best work. Correct. So, um, controlling what you control is it's about controlling the process. And it's right. About so we, we talk about the importance of mapping out your whole year, understanding your team. It's all those things behind, behind the scenes that people don't see. You know, and I think that's so important um, for coaches to understand it. it is it, what you do before the game and how you map everything out and what you do is really what matters. And those out, those outcomes will come out later in the course of the game. hundred percent. Yeah. The, the outcome is, what you do not control like you don't control whether or not you win or not you control whether or not you are have the fundamental skills to take care of the basketball you have control whether or not you focus on rebounding every possession right little things like that 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 you can actually control during the game um even getting like go ahead go ahead keep going okay even getting real real specific on it like shooting, for example, right? You have to, con- the only thing that you can control is your footwork. You control your preparation. You control whether or not you're locked in on your follow through. You control your balance. You don't control whether or not you make shots or not. If that's what you're focusing on, uh, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. For sure. Um, the next big thing I, I thought was important is this whole vision and idea of relationship building through compassion. I think yeah. it's really important um, in this day and age uh, for for coaches and, and successful adults and any and any business you know business um, in life is the importance of relationship building through this whole idea of compassion. And I was right. wondering if you could elaborate that and connect it back to coaching a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think the first aspect of it is that. Kids have a huge BS radar. Yeah, they do. Right? For sure. They, they are skeptical of everything until you prove to them that you're going to be able to help them. So, you know, it goes back to the whole um, coaches or what is it? Oh, players don't know how – players don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Right? right. Sure everybody that's listening to us has heard that. Right? And so really the way it breaks down is compassion builds trust with trust. You can create a connection with the connection. You have the ability to challenge players to be at their best and the best teams have a relationship where the best player and the coach have a relationship where yeah, that I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you did go over and leave a five star review, if you didn't like it, don't do anything. <laughs> um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, become a better coach. Put your, take yourself outside of that comfort zone. Join our community. Let myself, 
and our entire community help you through this great journey. doesn't matter if it's parents, doesn't matter if it's the kid not playing hard, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to break the one three one zone, we will help you. So go over and check it out. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.